Welcome to the Jill on Money Coronavirus Market Update. It is Wednesday, July 29th. And later today, we will get the decision from the Federal Reserve. There will be no change in rates, but you know we're always interested in their commentary. So that's what I'll be looking at for today. For you today, here's what I want you to think about. If you have a financial question, why don't you send us an email? Don't putter around. Don't just make yourself crazy. Send us an email. Ask Jill at JillOnMoney.com. Ask Jill at JillOnMoney.com. If you're on the website, if you're on JillOnMoney.com, you can hit the contact button. It's in the upper right-hand corner. So easy, right? Let's get to your questions right now because that's what you're here for. This is from Matt who graduated from university in 2019. And he says, I'm currently and thankfully still working during the economic conditions. Oh boy. I graduated with no debt. I live with my parents. I have a job that pays me well. I invested $3,000 in a Vanguard total stock market index fund. Do you recommend that I make regular investments in the fund? Maybe a hundred dollars a month. Yeah. Why not? I like that. That's a good thing. Also, CD rates are lower than high-yield savings accounts about now. Is it better to put my money into a high-yield savings account rather than a CD? I have $5,000 as my rainy day fund. Absolutely. Definitely. I love the high-yield savings accounts. You can find them um, at depositaccounts.com for everyone listening. Okay. Matt says, I filed my taxes by myself. I did it on the H&R Block free file program. When my parents had their accountant do my taxes in the past, I usually paid taxes. Not sure if it was federal or state, but my payment varied from five bucks to 30. This time around, I didn't have to pay taxes. Should I be worried? I'm afraid I did something wrong. I don't want the IRS knocking down my door. Let me know. Stay safe. Please keep doing the work that you're doing. P.S. I love you on CBS this morning. I felt like I hit the jackpot when I recently discovered your podcast. Thank you for being my unofficial finance teacher. Oh, well, thank you very much, Matt. Let's call it a financial coach. That's what I like to be. I'm probably like a coach. Don't worry about the tax thing. I mean, if if, especially if the dollar amount is really small, I wouldn't worry. I I doubt you made a mistake. If you followed the directions, you're a you know, W-2 employee, it's pretty easy. The one thing I just want to mention, you, you, you're putting money away. You said you're still employed. Do you have a retirement plan? Could you put money in a retirement plan? That's something I would be interested in learning. Karen writes that she started saving late for retirement. She's got $100,000 in a Roth and a 403B. She's 10 years from retirement. She will receive a pension of roughly $45,000 a year, but minimal social security due to the windfall provision in my state. Some people are not actually entitled to full social security benefits because of this thing called the windfall elimination provision, which is a long story, but you don't get it. Okay. Now, Karen says, my goal was to have $300,000 saved by the time I retire. Even though I contribute the max to both my Roth and my 403B, I'm afraid I won't reach my goal. I'm considering relying on a reverse mortgage. Okay. Luckily, I have no debt. I have a six-year-old, oh my God, that I will need to provide for. I currently have $100,000 in savings for a new vehicle, and in addition, I plan to put on my home plus a $20,000 emergency fund. My job is secure for as long as I can make it. I work in education. My income will be $88,000 this coming year with few expenses except childcare and household. Am I crazy to consider a reverse mortgage? I love your program. I've learned so much and love listening. Best, Karen. Karen, don't worry about a 
uh, a reverse mortgage right now. Now, you don't mention your age, but reverse mortgages tend to work better the older you are. And I think that what would be better is instead of freaking out about what's going to happen in 10 years, you do what you can do right now, which is you keep plugging money into the Roth and the 403B. You keep an eye on those expenses. You kind of run your life in a very methodical way. And that's all you should be doing. If in 10 or 15 years, then there's a different choice, then fine. I would suggest that if you're looking at your retirement numbers and you look at 10 years out, you didn't, again, you didn't mention how old you are, that if you look at 10 years out, I would suggest that you maybe even consider what would happen at 12 years out. What happens if I work an extra couple of years? Keep doing what you're doing. I don't think that you'll probably, I'm hopeful that you won't need a reverse mortgage, but let's see. And I certainly don't think you should worry about the reverse mortgage right this second. Okay. Good luck. Dennis writes, I've read your book and have been listening to the podcast for the last two months. I appreciate your straightforward answers. Here's our situation. Married, own our home, kids are off the payroll. I'm 65. I just retired and I'm taking social security. My wife is 63. She plans to stop working in a couple of months. She'll probably take social security the month she quits. We have $2.4 million in combined retirement funds. All will be taxable when withdrawn. According to the algorithm at Fidelity, we should be able to live on $140,000 a year until our 90s. That would replace 100% of what we've lived on in recent years. That sounds awesome. My question, Fidelity rep wants me to do something with the one and a half million bucks I have with them. I took almost all of it out of stocks because the fundamentals are so bad now. First, he suggested an annuity. I told him social security was my annuity. Okay, good for him uh, that he said that. That's great. Okay, then he suggested a bond fund that they manage. I hear bonds could decrease because of defaults. Is it bad to sit on cash for a year until the market fundamentals get better at our age? Well, Dennis, let me be clear. It's not a smart thing to try to time the market. You have already done that. So now I would ask you this. If you are looking at the long term and we're looking at, you know, probably 10, 20, 30 years in the future, why on earth wouldn't you just put the money back in a well-allocated portfolio that will get you where you need to go? I think that's it. Honestly, that's all you need to do. So I would get that money reinvested. I wouldn't sit out a year. And if you're totally uncomfortable doing that, then I wouldn't buy an annuity, but I would start to maybe dollar cost average it, put a little bit aside every month and get that money reinvested. Tom writes, I recently heard about your show. I've been catching up on old interviews from the past few years. I love it. My question, what should I do with my money, current and with future income? I'm 38 years old. I'm a high school teacher, not married, no kids. I'm going back to school next month. My salary is about $70,000. Rent is $700 a month. I pay off student loans each month. $375 at 3.15% should be paid off in March of 2022. $105 at 3.75% currently in deferment due to my continuing education should be paid off in about 10 years. I can't get my federal loan to be forgiven because it was not handled properly. Mm, That stinks. Cars paid off, no credit card debt. I have got $10,000 in savings with an annual return of 1%. I opened up a Roth IRA right before the pandemic. I've got seven grand in there. I also have a 403B with my employer, $85,000 in it. That's great. I max it out by putting 4% every paycheck. My school adds an additional 6%. 
With all of that, I'm wondering, should I continue adding to my savings account? Should I periodically add to my 2020 Roth contribution? I will add an additional 5000 at some point. Should I pay down my student loans? Yeah. You know what I would do? I would pay down the higher interest student loans, the 3.15%, because it seems to me that you've got a steady job and you've got your 10 grand in your savings. That seems fine. So I would take the money and pay off that student loan debt. Why not? Makes sense. Absolutely. Okay. Last question for the day. I've been loving the podcast. This is from Ted. I'm 33. I've gotten into personal finance. Um, I always recommend your podcast to others. I've been living in New York City the past few years. And now that work is fully remote, I recently bought a used truck to live a little nomadically. I have a 36-month loan on the truck at around 6.5%. I just got a bonus at work. It couldn't pay off the loan entirely now. I have a little over three months of expenses and savings for emergencies. I'll max out my Roth over the year through auto deposit with the bonus. Should I pay off the car to avoid the additional interest, max out the Roth now, or put more of that bonus into investment accounts? Here's what I would do. I would split the money, make sure that you have six months of your emergency reserves in the savings account. The rest, pay down the six and a half percent loan. That's it. And, you know, frankly, I would much prefer you pay off that six and a half percent loan than even putting money in any investment accounts. So even if you were to take the money that you're putting into the Roth that's on auto deposit, I think it's it's fine. But the other investment account, I wouldn't do that. I would take all the extra money you have and make sure you have six months of living expenses in the bank and pay off that six and a half percent loan. Okay, that's it. That is the show. And I thank you so much for listening. Please do, if you can, leave us a rating or a review. Pass this podcast on to somebody else who can subscribe to it on Apple or Spotify or Stitcher or Radio.com, Google Play, anywhere else. Don't forget to go to the website, JillOnMoney.com. Sign up for our free weekly newsletter. It's fantastic. Wash your hands. Wear your masks. Please maintain that physical distancing. And Please put your hands metaphorically on someone's back. Do something nice for somebody else today. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.